Hello, and welcome to another new episode of Grumpy Old Gay Men and Their Dogs. My name is Patrick Finn. My co-host, Tommy Gibbons, could not be here for this episode for reasons that he'll hopefully explain uh, when he gets back. But in the meantime, my husband and producer, Stephen Prendergast, will be filling in for Tommy. Hey, bitches! Thank you. We always need that hey, bitches. (laughs) And tonight, to start off the new year, we also have a special guest. Only this time, it's not a grumpy old gay man. It's a grumpy old young woman. (laughs) (laughs) Who has cats? Yes. Dogs. Welcome to Melanie Waddell. Hello, Lipton. Nobody Lipton. knows Lipton. Oh, excuse me. The people who know me by, by Waddell are people I work with and people I'm my husband's related to. Well, now, <laughs> well, now everyone knows you by your, all your names. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Almost all know. your names. There we go. I don't know what your uh, what your grinder name is. So. <laughs> <laughs> So, Melanie, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourselves for our listening audience? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you silly. Oh. Hi. Well, we can tell how we met. Yes, yes, we can. We worked together on a show called South Pacific <laughs> back in 1996. I'm glad that you've got, like... The dates. Right. Right there. Right. Did you, did you plan this part? No, I did okay. not. No. He's just pulling it out of his <laughs> beep. Yep, but I was a sailor originally. Then I later played Billis in the second mm-hmm. run of the show. And Melanie played Bloody Mary's daughter. <laughs> Culturally inappropriate Oh, role, very. Role number one. And of course, a gay man played your love interest. Yes. <laughs> I also, that summer, played Pocahontas. Ooh. So I referred, in children's theater. So I refer to that as the summer of way too much body makeup. You are so diverse. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then what? Like maybe a year later? Could have even been. No, I don't think it was the same year. I played um, a Vietnamese woman. In uh, probably the only version done on Long Island of the late Stephen Sondheim and George Firth's Getting Away with Murder. Oh no, <laughs> you were in that? I was. Oh in my that, god! I played a Vietnamese woman. Oh so my I have, god! I there just in the span of like a year and a half, I managed to do enough roles to ever disqualify me from running for office. <laughs> <laughs> Because they will find those pictures and they will shame me. Deservedly so. Shame. 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 (laughs) Anyway. And sadly, she is not a dog owner. She is a cat owner. I have have had dogs in the past. We had two poodles growing up. Okay. So that counts. I am am very dog friendly. Am I not Abigail? Abigail, I am very dog friendly. Abigail loves smelling. Yes, she does. Abigail's like right now leaning on my lap. Yes, she is. And wagging a tail like me. She's waiting for you to lean back so she can jump up on you. You can jump on my lap if you want. (laughs) Go ahead, little girl. She likes a little Go ahead. You can do it. Yeah. There she goes. That's a good girl. Pointing three from the Russian judge. Right? And Abigail just got her bath so she smells all. Oh, so yes, pretty. she does. She's wearing a very fabulously bedazzled collar. Well, of course, we wouldn't have it any other She's way. Gotta have her bling. I like it. She picks her and her that collars out. That is not out. me breathing like that. Yeah. That's a dog. Yes. <laughs> I will save the heavy breathing for later in the episode. There we go. And one more bourbon. Yes. And one more. And one more. Mm-hmm. Anyway, before we move into heavy petting, our first segments. <laughs> 
where you have to we have to acknowledge the passing of a great cultural national oh. world icon, and that would be Betty White. You know what can what can we say that hasn't been said by hundreds already? But she was a great lady, you know, mm-hmm. great lady, a funny lady, great. career spanned decades, a great yeah. advocate for dog rescue. Yes, yes she yes. was. Yes, she was a great animal rescue. Yeah, she was a great advocate rescue. for animals. She really was, and it's a shame that she could not make it to that hundredth birthday. Yep. To become so close. Yet if like, you do oh. the calculations based on a, a year of three hundred and sixty-five. Yes. She was only, a f- the, what, 17 days off? Yeah. 18 days off? She, like she yeah, her birthday was January like 17th. She had all 24 leap years. years, yes. So if mm-hmm. you count those extra days, she's yes. actually made it with an additional seven some. seven days to spend. <laughs> oh, okay. I also saw something, saw something on Twitter um, that somebody computed it uh, via the Jewish calendar. And ah. she was also... Over a hundred years, so you know. Let's depending on which calendar you want to go. And worked up till yeah, yeah. what last season? Right, she she Mm -hmm. recorded uh, her her TV show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she was always going. Yeah. And the other night we watched the episode where people on Facebook petitioned to have her host Saturday Night Live. Yes, I saw. And we watched it. What a great episode (laughs) it was! It really was. She was excellent in that. She really is. Yep. Well, thank you, Betty White, for the years and years of laughs. We, we're going to miss you. Thank you Cheers for being a friend. Oh, God, oh my God. He had to say it. <laughs> Cheers, Cheers to Betty. Cheers to Betty. We now move on to our first segment, which is heavy petting. Before we get into our topic of discussion, I had some bad news or sad news to announce. The Westminster Kennel Club announced that it has postponed its annual dog show that was scheduled for early January in New York City. No new date was given. Uh, It was held last year outdoors at the Lindhurst Estate up on uh, Tarrytown. Very cool. Uh, I didn't know that. I wish I'd known that. that Because I love that. I love that estate. Don't they usually show? am, Am I? Thinking of something else, don't they usually show that like after the Thanksgiving Day Parade, or is that another? I think oh, I forget I when it showed. Show. I think they oh, scheduled. I think they showed it. I think they've been showing in January now. I don't know mm-hmm. because of COVID now right. or what's been going on. I'm not really sure what the dates are mm-hmm. for exactly. But yeah, so we don't know when it's going to be held or if it's going to be held this year right now. Wow. So we'll have to stay tuned and see what happens. Equal amounts of drama and comedy in a dog show. Yes, right. Oh, I love those dog shows. Those They're bitches. great to watch. You know how those bitches get. Right. I love when the guys dress up prettier than the dogs. Of course, <laughs> so funny. What it like, like best in show? Like the movie oh, Best in the Show, best yeah. movie. <laughs> right? What that's one of the funniest of their ensemble of movies. Oh, I God, think. Yes. God, I Just love Fred that. Ward alone is a Fred, <laughs> Fred, Fred Ward, not Fred Ward. What's no. his name? Fred Willard. Fred Willard, Fred Willard. in the. Uh, <laughs> giving the color commentary yes. dog show is priceless. <laughs> Just priceless. But moving on to our topic, it's pets and COVID. Aye. Well, I figured since COVID is in the news, we might as well discuss pets and COVID. Well, okay. not for nothing. Thank God we have a pet because I think she kept us sane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did. Having a pet around during this time. Yep. Definitely a big help for us You mentally. know, it kept our mind occupied. Yes. It kept kept us on schedule. Mm-hmm. You know, because well, we have to sense. keep her on schedule. Right. Even though we can sleep late and she will totally sleep with us, she will not wake us <laughs> that up. That is the best kind of dog in the world. But once you wake up, 
You better feed her. <laughs> you better feed me. You better walk me. and, and... Feed me and let me out. That's mm-hmm. it. And then she'll go back to bed for the rest of the day with you. Right. Oh. But you... <laughs> You know, we lucked out with a dog like that. Yes, right? we did. But also, did you know pets and animals can get COVID? Yes. They, well, I should say, they, they can get the virus that causes COVID, I should mm-hmm. say. Not all the dog, not all the animals get sick, but and but serious illness is extremely rare. They cannot spread it to people. Okay. The only known animals to have caught the virus from people and spread it back are minks. Ooh. Yeah, but so far... Well, they the s- only minx I have is hanging in the closet, honey. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't think you have to worry about those. They meant live minx. They're not spreading anything. <laughs> really. But they're saying that the risk of them spreading it to people is extremely low, but your your pet can get it from you. Yes, so if that you is- do come down with COVID, yeah. you have to isolate yourself from your pet as well. Which you know? sucks yeah. even more. Really? Of course really it does. Because Feeling she like kept, crap. Who, when, when who, he had who doesn't COVID, want to snuggle their pet? Right? When he had COVID, mm-hmm. we did not isolate her from him. Mm-hmm. Because he needed yeah. he needed her at yeah. that point. Because mm-hmm. I was sleeping on the couch. So she slept with me a little bit. She slept with him a little bit. Mm-hmm. She stayed in here with him when he was, you know. Doing whatever. You know, because <laughs> he, he was fully vaxxed. Right. And boosted when he got it. Mm-hmm. So we isolated him to the bedroom and the office. Gotcha. And the bathroom. And the bathroom. The necessary course. things. Yes. You know, but anytime he went to the bathroom, he wiped it down mm-hmm. and sprayed the shit out of it. Well, you have to. And then no. I came back over it with him and sprayed Did it Did it the right way. <laughs> right? No, he does a deep clean in that bathroom. Yes, I do. Good man. I'm the cleaner of the house. <laughs> Uh, as as evidenced by good. your sparkling studio. Yes, by the yeah, recently yeah. clean Zen room. Yes, they yes. cleaned for me. <laughs> do they clean for you, Tommy? I don't think I they don't do. Think oh. so. <laughs> That's what I said to Patrick. <laughs> Tommy's going to be mad. Why, do you clean for her, not for me? <laughs> because I'm a delicate flower. Yes. And Melanie doesn't spell red wine down my wall. <laughs> Wow, that's impressive. Damn, what was he doing? Never mind. We now move on to our next segment, which is today's birthdays. We only have two birthdays today, and they're both dead. But we should celebrate them anyway. So not so good on the birth part. This first one. Great on the death part, though. Yeah. This first birthday celebrant was born January 4th, 1809. He was blinded at the age of three after an accident with a stitching awl in his father's harness-making shop. Oh, my God. That doesn't sound like fun. You know what a stitching awl? Yeah. That sounds like a heck of an accident. Except in my daddy's harness-stitching factory. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here we go. Not that kind of a harness no. we're talking about. Wrong type of daddy, I, too. I huh? But anyway, anyway, after having this accident, getting partially blind in his one eye. Wait, wait, wait. Partial? Okay. He then, partial. Okay, wait. Then he then got an infection, and that led to total blindness. Oh, okay. wow. But he seems to be been very uh, smart and did very well in school, mm-hmm. and he received a scholarship to France's Institute for Blind Youth. 
And while he was a student there, uh, ding, 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 ding. Yes. No, keep coming, keep going, keep going. He began developing a system of tactile uh, code. Ding, 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 ding. Yes. Ding, ding. Do we have an answer? May I? Yes. Could it be Louis Braille? Louis Braille oh. is correct. Happy birthday, Louis. Yes. I didn't realize this. He was born in 1809. You got to speak up. He's blind. <laughs> He presented his work on this system that he developed at 1824, which means he was 15 years old. He was 15 years old wow. when he did this. Lord. Yeah. Well, I just thought it was good amazing. For, good for him. I mean, mm -hmm. you got to communicate somehow. Yeah. Yep. He became a professor at the Institute eventually and continued working on the system for the rest of mm -hmm. his life. The Institute didn't, didn't use the system, though, until 1854, two years after he died. Wow. Because they're assholes. Yeah, and the system wasn't really popular at all until it was championed at a European conference of Teachers of the Blind in 1873. Wow. And then it rose in, popular, in mm -hmm. popularity and use. Right. right. Wow. Uh, and new variations in Braille technology continue to grow, including uh, innovations like Braille com uh, computer terminals. Mm -hmm. Robo Braille email delivery service mm -hmm. and Nemeth Braille, a comprehensive system for mathematical and scientific notation. Wow. And in honor of his birthday today, it's also International Braille Day or World oh. Braille Day. So, so go feel someone and tell them you love them. Yes. I guess. <laughs> that works. But happy birthday, Louis happy Braille. Happy birthday, Louis Braille. Come here, honey. Let me read you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Going down that path already. <laughs> Cheers to Larry <laughs> So he died fairly young, too. So I guess he felt he had, like, a lot to accomplish in a... Yeah, he died when he was, what, 41 years old, yeah. something like that? Yeah. yeah. Does it say how he died? I didn't write that down, unfortunately. Well, it is the 1800s. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 41 is grandpa. He was also yeah, an accomplished, right. uh, he was also an accomplished cellist and organ player and played for his church. Oh, stop it. Wow. Don't even say a word, Stephen. <laughs> Now on to our next birthday <laughs> celebrant. Next dead birthday present. Also dead. <laughs> he was born January 4th, 1905 in Georgia. Okay. He studied acting in New York City where he met and became friends with Spencer Tracy. He began acting on Broadway but moved to Hollywood in 1925. Known for his bushy red hair and distinctive tenor voice... He was almost always cast in comedies, including five Gene Autry westerns as the comic sidekick. He appeared in over 100 films and 40 TV shows. In 1942, he enlisted in the armed services and was assigned to the special services, which provided entertainment for the troops. He also provided voice work for Disney, giving voice to Mr. Stork in 1941's Dumbo, the adult flower in 1942's Bambi, the Cheshire Cat in 1951's Alice in Wonderland. Ka the Snake in The Jungle Book. Roquefort in 1970's The Aristocats. And most famously, the voice of Winnie the Pooh from 1966 to 1977. Oh, okay. Don't know his name yet, huh? I might. Is it Sterling Holloway? Yes, it is. Okay, then. Very good. Who was what gave it away? I think it had to be Winnie the Pooh. Yes, it does. That's why I, I wait to I say that to the end. I have led the most non-Disneyfied life in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so You're not alone, that honey. So I, I was always a Looney Tunes uh, person. <laughs> I am just, yeah. So, so I'm glad I got... 
Yes, that's why I, I saved one of the poo for <laughs> last. I'm glad I got some poo. Yes. I, I, I knew that would give it away, but mm-hmm. yes, so he today is his birthday. The only thing I really remember him from was he was on an episode of Gilligan's Island okay. in which he had this he had these pigeons he was caring for. <laughs> and so they one ended up at the island and they're trying to communicate with him and his mm-hmm. misunderstandings. And then you find out he's in jail and he's just been put up he's just been released on parole. And he gets the last message, and he doesn't open it. He lets, lets he all the birds go, and, and, and that was the end of it. Uh, so that was my uh, original acquaintance with Sterling Holloway. So yeah, happy never, birthday, Sterling! Yeah, never would have gotten it from all the, the background yeah. stuff. I didn't know he was friends with Spencer Tracy, right? Anything like that? I know. Semi-relatedly, I came across a tweet today mentioning that. Drum roll, please. To note that Disney's depiction of Winnie the Pooh is still under copyright. Winnie the Pooh has has been released into, what's the word for it? Public Um, domain. Public Public domain, yes. Yes. So uh, it's the character from the books, the the, hand-drawn illustration, that has entered the public domain. Okay. So the, the phrase you should know is, red shirt on the bear, artists beware. If nude he be, your poo is free. <laughs> oh, that's great. So yes, because Disney had to have free clothing on. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> Even though they put it on the wrong part. Really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Given that he has, he has no cartoon let's, genitalia, we're fine. Let's Who's let Pooh's poo hang out. Yes. <laughs> Pooh's poo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Poo, I can see your piglet. <laughs> what you doing, Abby? You want to come over here again? You want to come up on my lap again? Come on. You can do it. She's so excited when people are in the house. Yes. She's a good girl. She's a good puppy girl. So that concludes today's birthdays. We now move on to Today in History. It's the same fanfare. I'm sorry. (laughs) Very limited repertoire. Eventually, we're going to have music for all our segments. Mm -hmm. Yes. Eventually. Eventually. We keep saying we're going to do it. Today is not that day. Today is not not that day. day. Tomorrow's not looking too good either. (laughs) But today, January 4th, 1896, this state was admitted as the 45th state into the United States. It is home to the most charitable people in the country. It is ranked first in volunteer rates among residents, first in percentage of donated income, and first in median contribution to charity. Utah. Utah is correct. <laughs> He's really Mormons. good at these. Just my damn God. Mormons. Damn. The moment you said charity, it's got to be Utah. They got they tithe and all that stuff and all yeah. missions and all that. Stuff. Utah. One of, those, one of those Mormons, you know. Yes. <laughs> Utah is also one of the best places on Earth to find dinosaur fossils. <laughs> and it is home to the largest raptor discovered at 23 feet long. Wow. Now called the Utah Raptor. It I'm, is sure, the, I'm sure Brigham Young rode it into the... Never mind. <laughs> it's it, special underwear. Yes. In Utah, there's a town called Levan. L-E-V-A-N. Okay. Levan is navel spelled backwards. <laughs> and the city is... The town is located in the center of Utah. <laughs> <laughs> but they couldn't call it navel because that would be dirty. Yeah. So they flipped the spelling. <laughs> and lastly, Utah is the only oh state God. to have a cooking pot designated as a state symbol, specifically 
a Dutch oven. (laughs) (laughs) I kid you not. Dutch ovens are very handy. Yes, they are. I checked why, because the pioneers Mm -hmm. use them coming across. Mm -hmm. So that's why they have the Dutch oven as the official state (laughs) symbol. Stephen will not stop laughing. Logan, Utah is home to the World Championship Dutch Oven Cook-Off. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's my turn now. Folks, oh if God. you don't understand why we're laughing, <laughs> look up Dutch Oven in the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> not in the regular. Try, no. not to, try not to do that at work. Yeah. Or, or at home. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and don't do it to your wife or mm-hmm. husband. <laughs> this next d- event... for divorce. Moving on to our next event on Today in History, January 4th, 1903, there was an elephant called Topsy, who was a member of who had, they had acquired from one circus to another circus. Mm-hmm. And supposedly this elephant had a bad reputation because it had killed a drunken spectator who the year before had burnt the trunk of the tip of her trunk with a lit cigar. I would have Justified. killed him too. Justified, no jury Justifiable in the world homicide. So, mm-hmm. so Topsy was in at the circus at Luna Park which was, you know, unfinished at the time on Coney Island. And after several incidents there, some of which were attributed to the actions of her handler, the owners of Luna Park decided that they could no longer handle the elephant and announced that they would hang Topsy in a public spectacle and charge admission. Oh, it gets worse. The American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals protested, questioning the idea of hanging an elephant as well as making a public spectacle out of it. So the owners cut the event back to invited guests and press only, and agreed to use a a surefire method of strangling the elephant with large ropes tied to a steam-powered winch. Oh, dear Uh, God. They also agreed that they would use poison and electricity as well. (laughs) And the elephant should have been named Rasputin instead of Topsy. Right? And tell me the elephant lived through all that. No, 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 no. So they uh, the t- they bring Topsy to the spot and they put these copper-clad sandals attached to an electric line strapped to her feet. And they also fed her carrots laced with cyanide. Oh, bringing down the room, Patrick. I know. Oof. Uh. And you can see in the... Because I, that's the part I didn't tell you. Thomas Edison Studios <gasps> filmed this event. Oh, dear God. They actually filmed this event. It's called... The film is called Electrocuting an Elephant. <sighs> and I actually watched it. It's horrifying to see. It's a short black and white film, but you can see the elephant trying to shake off one of the sandals, and then all of a sudden stand straight still, because at that point they shot 6,000 volts into Mm. her body. And then you see smoke rising from her feet, and and then she falls to the ground. Wow. Okay. And they filmed this. Yes, they they did. And they they made this a public spectacle. That's... Uh, yeah, That's horrible. It's pretty horrible. How, how do you... I mean, I know that was 110 years or so ago, but still. Mm-hmm. But still. Why would like, you do something like that? Because... They're weird, assholes. Yeah, obviously. Weird, weird times. Yeah. Weird times so. back then. Weird, weird uh, I know. things they considered entertainment. <laughs> Moving on to our next event that happened today. January 4th, 1982. Six men, Nathan Frayne, Larry Kramer, Lawrence Mass, Paul Popham, Paul Rappaport and Edmund White met at Kramer's Manhattan apartment on January 4th. They had all been part of an earlier gathering at Kramer's on August 11th, 1981, where Dr. Alvin Friedman Keen discussed the quote-unquote gay cancer that was affecting their friends and lovers. At that initial meeting, they had raised over $6,000 for research into Kaposi's sarcoma, 
When the six met in January, they discussed raising more funds for research, and they organized this their group's first major event at the Paradise Garage, and they raised fifty thousand hmm. dollars. And then the group later realized that they could be doing more than just raising money. So they tried to. One of the first things they did was set up a hotline, which they was basically an answering machine in the apartment of a volunteer. And the first night it was set up, they received a hundred calls. Like the name of the organization? Act Up. Nope, no. nope. The precedent, the predecessor what of that. Was, what was the Act Up was a result of well, Larry Kramer left this organization and then became involved in Act Up. Well, that wasn't the Mattachine, right? No, 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 no. no. You go, now you're going too far. Back. Too far <laughs> way, back. way too far. Hmm. Oh, I'm a bad guy. Yes, you are a bad gay. My God, I can't believe you don't I know, know this. I know okay, this give us stuff. a hint. Uh, the organization's still in existence today. They provide services to about 10,000 people per year in all five boroughs of New York City. Is it Aid Care New York? No, but mm. you're on the right track. It's not Broadway Cares. Nope. Oh, my God, I can't believe you're missing this one. <sighs> First initial. G. Gay Men's Health Crisis. Gay Men's Health Crisis. Oh, my God. I've worked for them for three years. <laughs> Shame on you, then, for not knowing any of that. I'm I shouldn't say that. I, I fund wrote. I did the fundraisers. Okay. The, the, the bikes. Okay. Fun, fun rose. But anyway, fun, they are... Fun rose. Fun rose. Yes. But anyway, I, they I, are still quite active. Mm-hmm. They're located at 307 West 38th Street, yeah. Manhattan. They're okay. also online, gmhc.org. Over 60% of their clients today are people of color. And over 80% are at or below the poverty line, which is a lot different from when the organization started 40 years ago, and it was basically gay, white yeah. men, you know? Right, right. And that was really it, so it's, it's come it's a long a way. And we still have to have them here to help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank God they are still Yes, helping. but better helping than not, yes. Yes. And then our last bit for Today in History, January 4th, 2007... She was elected the first woman speaker of the House of Representatives. Hmm. What could her name be? Who could that possibly be? Do you know her name? Oh, God. Please, Stephen. <laughs> Shame on you. Come on. You Come do on, not you know do who was the first woman speaker of the House who's still serving as speaker of the House oh, today? Nancy Pelosi. There we Nancy go. Nancy Pelosi. I'm like, I wasn't that old back then. Oh. Remember, you oh, go people ahead. Go ahead. I know. So much Just old. say it. <laughs> So much older than me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a youngster. Yeah. Not even a twinkle in your mother's eye. <laughs> right. 2007. Oh, 2007, ah. okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We now. It's only 37. <laughs> um, we now move on to. What day is it? It's Tuesday. <laughs> it's Tuesday. I think it's you said it, it is was, also you said it was the fourth. Yeah. It is also the eleventh day of Christmas. Ah. We are yeah. still in the Christmas season. Mm-hmm. People tend to forget that. They figure up twenty fifth done. Yeah, yeah. No yeah. more Christmas. Yeah. Nope. Goes on past that. You Goyam and your obsession with Christmas. Yeah. So. I can't wait to get this shit out of my house. <laughs> yes, we're de Christmasing the house this coming weekend. So done okay. with Christmas. Yeah. We're, I, was, we're, I was looking around in your kitchen. It's like, oh look, Christmas is still up. Yes, yes. it is. Yes it is. You're allowed. Until the sixth. Yep. You're allowed. Gotta wait for a little Christmas. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, today's only the eleventh day of Christmas and not only World Braille Day. It is also National Spaghetti Day. Yay! Oh my goodness. And we had chicken cordon bleu for dinner. Yeah, I know. I know. We'll make up for it. Did I you had know pizza. Spe- 
You got pizza? That's it's, close enough. It's That's spaghetti adjacent. You're, you're in the right wheelhouse there. Yeah, you're in the right yeah. wheelhouse. Even though it's sort not technically of. pasta of yeah. any kind. It's and, Italian. And not, and not technically that Italian. <laughs> Did you know the first written record of pasta was in the Talmud in the 5th century? You're welcome. <laughs> it is believed that the Berbers, they were tribes from North Africa, introduced pasta to Europe during a conquest of Sicily, and Sicily began to appear. Uh, spaghetti began to appear in Sicily in the 12th century. Then. Oh, very nice. Mm. The introduction of spaghetti factories in the 9th century helped to popularize uh, spaghetti in Italy. When it was first served in American restaurants, it was called spaghetti Italien. <laughs> it consisted of noodles cooked past al dente and a, toma- a, and a mild tomato sauce filled with any available herbs and vegetables. <laughs> Very mild. They did not sauce. consider using oregano and basil until later. So, margarine. <laughs> right? It's mush. Yeah. Varieties of spaghetti also include spaghettoni, which is a thicker spaghetti, spaghettini, which is a thinner spaghetti, and capellini, or angel hair pasta, which is an even thinner spaghetti. Very thin version. I love angel hair. But let's see if you can tell us what type of spaghetti dish this is by its Italian name. (laughs) Forgive my Italian pronunciation. Oh, Lord. First, we have... Spaghetti aglio e olio. That is garlic garlic and oil. oil. Correct. Mm -hmm. Next next is spaghetti alla puttanesca. (laughs) That is ho sauce. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, it does mean spaghetti whore style. Yes. Flyers. That's usually got a little. But do you know what the do you know what the ingredients are? Um. I'm assuming if you're going to get some spice to it, you probably have like crushed red pepper. No, actually, no. No, that's actually in a different one they have. Okay. But there's uh, this one has tomatoes, olive oil, olives, mm-hmm. garlic, olives, and capers. capers. Oh, capers. Okay. Those salty horrors. Yeah. Next we have blah, 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 blah. spaghetti alla Nerano. Nerano. Yeah, from the village of Nerano near Napoli. Mm. Stephen, you know this one? I don't think I've ever heard of that. No, I've never heard of... I mean, my sister-in-law is from Naples. Mm, I don't... Mm-hmm. I've never heard of... It's spaghetti with fried zucchini and a local variant of provolone. Okay. Oh, that sounds right. doable. Right? Then I've had it. <clears throat> you just didn't know what it was I called. just didn't know what it there was called. There we go. And, of course, we have spaghetti bolognese. Yes, which is very yummy. Yes. In a meat ragu. Meat sauce. Then we have spaghetti carbonara. Oh, which is death to your arteries. Yes. Because it's got egg and cheese. Yes, and it does. Usually, uh, sometimes prosciutto, but I think you're supposed to do it with, um, I think it's guanciale, G-U-A-N-C-I-A-L-E, which is a, a another, type another of, drug. Yeah. Salted meat. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then salted lastly, lastly, we have spaghetti alla vangole. Clams. Clams. Spaghetti with clams. clams. So happy Mm. National Spaghetti Day, everyone. We now move into that sorted section. I'll look into my briefs. (laughs) (laughs) Must we? Yes, we must. Okay. Been there, done that. Yeah, well. (laughs) For those of you not familiar, this is for those of you not familiar with this segment, this is where we discuss relevant legal issues that are going on. (laughs) Some affecting the queer community, some not, but mm-hmm. some that should be talked about. Mm-hmm. The first one is actually uh, acknowledging the death of an attorney. 
our first story. Her name was Sarah Weddington. Yes. She died at the age of 76. Mm-hmm. She's best known for representing uh, Norma McCorvey, a.k.a. Jane Roe, in the U.S. Supreme Court case of Roe v. Right. Wade. She was 26 years old when she argued before the court in two appearances. She had never even tried a case before. Oh, wow. Lord, no pressure. I believe there was another female attorney with her. Yes, there was, okay. but she's but the she's one who died alive. recently. Yes. That's <laughs> why she died on uh, December 26, yes. actually. Mm-hmm. I guess a part of a backstory to this, while she was in her third year of law school in 1967, she became pregnant and traveled to Mexico for an illegal uh, abortion. Uh-huh. She was unable to get a job. And she ended up working with these graduate students who were challenging the abortion laws at the time. And that's how she got involved in this mm-hmm. case. After Roe v. Wade, she was elected three times to the Texas House of Representatives. And she also worked as a college professor and was in the U.S. Department of Agriculture under President Jimmy Carter. Mm-hmm. So, take care, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> Poor little out for Sarah. Right. She's probably rolling in her grave, though, with what they... Oh, if, if she isn't already, she will be. Now. I know. Mm-hmm. And next mm-hmm. next is a topic which a lot of people really don't want to talk about, but they really need to talk about it. And that's about the House Committee investigating the 1-6 insurrection. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to be discussing some of the stats on what's been going on. Uh, but the committee recently announced that they were going to be beginning holding public hearings soon. So we don't know who's going to get called up yet. I can tell you by the no- November of 2021, the committee had already interviewed 250 people, subpoenaed the phone records of 100 people, and subpoenaed 52 other people. So they've been busy. I know some people have complained, me included, that the committee's moving at a snail's pace. <laughs> Terribly slowly. That's what I thought, too. But I figured, all right... The committee was formed in July of last year, and that was, what, seven months after this happened. Mm-hmm. So for comparison's sake, I looked at the Watergate break-in in the investigation. Uh-huh. How many years did that take? Well, so I mean, the Watergate break-in occurred in June of 1972, but it didn't. It wasn't readily apparent in the very beginning that they, the burglars were connected to Nixon's re-election committee, but after it did become apparent, then the Senate voted to establish the Watergate committee in February of 1973. So that's what, seven, eight months after? And they didn't issue its final report until June in 1974, two years after After the initial crime. So it seems like this committee is moving out of pace, consistent with past example. But the thing is, they're under a time constraint because if, as predicted, the Republicans win election in 22 and take control of the House of Representatives... They will then immediately disband this committee and end the investigation Mm -hmm. by the House, uh, which leaves then only the Justice Department investigating the crimes. So they really are on a a strict timetable, but they're telling us that they're going to have an interim report of the spring or the summer, and then a final report by the end of the year. I wish I could have the final report like by August right. or right. September, right before, right the, before election, the election, so we can so the people can say, uh, "Yes, you're you're supporting fascists going into the house now." Thank yeah. you very much, yeah. because I mean, that's well, that's my biggest fear. But let's just concentrate on this for now. Mm-hmm. To date, more than 725 people have been arrested. 165 of them pleaded guilty. 145 for misdemeanors and 20 for felonies. 70 cases went in, went before a judge. 
31 of them were sentenced to jail, 18 to home detention, and the others were placed on probation. The FBI is still seeking help identifying over 350 people, 250 of whom assaulted police officers. And they're basically relying on people's videos right. and the right. public and now yeah. to help them identify them. That's all they have now at this point. That's because these jackasses were, during the assault on the, the police officers, they were videoing, they were live streaming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're hoping that people still have these recordings. Yeah. Operative word being jackass. Jackass. Yeah. That seems to be the latest on what's going on. We haven't heard any... We haven't heard any dates yet or on, as to when these public hearings are going to start. But I just want to—I mean, one thing we have to, everyone has to remember is that Congress is not a criminal court. It's not a mm. criminal body that administers criminal punishment. That's not what it does. All it can do at the end in its final report is make a referral, if any, to the Justice Department for any criminal prosecutions. And the noise you hear in the background. <laughs> Hey, Stephen, opening up cookies. Attempting to open an Entenmann product. Yes, Entenmann for those of you who are familiar with Entenmann products, you Any know what their Entenmann's boxes are like. Are, their boxes suck. They're either impenetrable or they just explode all over you. Yes. It's like freaking trying to get into Fort Knox. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Jeez, Louise. Christmas. I guess the big question is, will Trump ever face criminal charges and or prosecution? For his part in this. He and his whole family should. I was reading of something course. today that his daughter, it's its known that his daughter was texting him mm -hmm. that he's got to get off to his ass do and do yeah. something because people are getting hurt out there. It's just... But it's like they have the text messages. Why, why can they not bring this bozo piece of shit in because he's committed treason? I know. But there seems to be this attitude in this country that a president is immune from prosecution, that, God forbid, you should go after a president on a criminal case. And it's like, why? Why? Hmm. He's no. He's not a king. He's not he's some not holy saint, divinity. Certainly. He's nobody. He's a man. God. I mean, queens, I would figure, but a king, They would really? have been beheaded him if he was a king. Look at what they did to Louis. <laughs> if we're lucky, you know. Yeah, but... Anyway. Uh, Him and his whole family need to be... Prosecuted. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what they're. I mean, the New York. I think the New York Attorney General just subpoenaed the whole family. Right, I think. Right. Mm -hmm. So you know that criminal prosecution is going to go forward, mm -hmm. and they should be. Deported. I think. I, I think that's why she, Letitia James, he's the New York Attorney General, right. chose not to run for governor. Right. Because she decided she's, then she's got the Lord's work to do. Yep. yep. She's going to mm -hmm. see this through. Yep. They should deport them is. to Mexico. The only place they're allowed to be is Mexico. <laughs> In the in the tent city that, that right right after his wall, he can build his wall from there. <laughs> Fucking prick. <laughs> but how do you really feel? <laughs> yes. Well, it, it got to the point during his presidency. We were we were looking to sell the house and move to Ireland. Okay. Well, we're still looking at that possibility. We're still looking at that that's possibility. The, that's a glorious ten-year plan. Because it depends what happens in the next two to four yeah. years. And yeah. thankfully, my job, I. I'm hoping I could right. continue Do doing remotely, since we're going to be remote mm -hmm. <laughs> at least through the end of, of 2022. Right. But we have um, offices in Galway. Ooh. So Ooh. I'm hoping to maybe transfer over there. Mm -hmm. But who knows? But we don't want to live in a fascist I United don't, States. I can't imagine why. We just, no, sorry, don't. 
And I'm worried what they'll try to do to my marriage. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Now, Pat, can you, being of Irish heritage, do you have, like, relatives close enough back that you could get citizenship? I don't think I do. Oh, I think fooey. it dates back to maybe, like, my great, great, way, great way grandparents coming. The they came They came basically during the, after the uh, Irish the famine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't have that close right. a connection, but I can make I can right. make that claim. You know, I I looked into that. Yep. I do. Though. <laughs> you do? Yes. You oh, do? Okay. Cool. Um, my cousins have dual citizenship. Oh, okay. Here so whoever whoever they have that you would have as well. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Right. Cool. And plus Scott and Chris have dual citizenship too. So okay. It's not family, but it's yeah. It's somebody that can help us. A yes. sponsor. Right, Almost exactly. Almost like a sponsor. Yeah. But it's a real, I hate to say that, but we're actually, you know, it's a possibility for yeah. us. You know? I don't know if I would give up my U.S. citizenship. No, I wouldn't I do that. Yeah, why do it? Keep the dual, dual citizenship. as much as you can. My uh, aunt, who uh, passed away a few months ago, um, lived in Toronto all my adult life, obviously. And she kept her American citizenship, so she voted in every election Mm -hmm. that she could here and my cousin was born actually in las vegas so she had dual citizenship too so and i think i don't know if her daughter does not sure but anyway you know no i think she probably does because i think they both have um american passports okay yeah so but so i have i've got family in toronto if i right they would love to have us yeah no kidding Mm -hmm. right Sad, sad times that we have yeah, to think Yeah, I can't believe terms. we're even thinking about doing something mm-hmm. like this, but these are the times we're living in, you know? I'm sure my husband still has people back in Sicily somewhere. I mean, it's just like every day I read some yeah, new story in one. some paper, not always the same ones, right. in which someone's saying, uh, we're going to lose our democracy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, my husband is, is thoroughly convinced of it, that this is this is the end of democracy. Well, like I said, if... if the Republicans take both houses of the Congress in Congress, that'll mm-hmm. be the beginning of the end. Yep. Yep. That really will be. It doesn't even have to be Trump to get in there. Any one of his fascist yeah. followers Girly. can take You're over. You're not a boy. You're not supposed to hump bed. bed. I was wondering whether she was humping out or whether she was just trying to get in and not quite succeed. <laughs> no, she humps her bed. Okay. We asked the bed about that. I'm like, she's, he's like, she's masturbating. As long as it makes her happy. Okay. Like, she's the only one who does that in this house. Dogs masturbate. Come on now. <laughs> He's like, does she scooch on the floor? Because it's not always that, uh, the, the, that they're wiping the, their butt. The glands, yes. Uh-huh. As long as you're happy, Abigail. She's scratched, and you, the, the faces she does when she scooches across the floor. As long oh my God, as she's, she's happy. She's busting a nut there. <laughs> Women don't do that. <laughs> we really don't. And the word dogs are... <laughs> I wouldn't know. Look, this mm-hmm. That's why I'm telling you. As long as she's happy, there's no no slut shaming in this house. Nope, okay, none at all. She can do what she wants. Mm-hmm. This is her house. I forget who was over when her and Alpha. I know that's we just went off on back. a tangent. Yes, I know you went off on just, a tangent. On Don't a tangent. you always complain about Tommy going off on a tangent when you're sitting here editing the podcast? Technically, it was my fault. And look what you're doing now. He started. <laughs> I, I I listened to it. <laughs> But he started it. Grumpy old gay men and their and dogs. Their so dogs. We, we had yeah, to discuss her fucking masturbation on, on her fucking bed. Yes. Tangents are half the fun of being on this podcast. Well, yeah. Hey, you had your turn. Get out of here. Yeah, Get out this of is here. our show. We'll see you next year. Ladies and gentlemen, 
Bryce Bell. Be Our youthful ward. Youthful ward, Bryce Bell. <laughs> Lovely to see you, Bryce. Get me Isn't it time get my cocktail. <laughs> Uh, can we move on to our next segment we now? Must on. we? Yes, we Fine. must. We must. No more masturbating dogs. We <laughs> now move on to We Like to Watch. Ooh. See, it was a segue. It in. really is. Because <laughs> that's exactly what we were doing. Yes. So, Melanie, have there been any TV shows, movies, plays, anything that you've seen Surprisingly, lately? Surprisingly, yes. Because I, I spent, we spent the entire pandemic basically going back over things we'd seen already. So okay. we made our way through Criminal Minds. We made our <laughs> way through various law and orders because God knows there's enough of them. Mm-hmm. Yes, there are. But recently, and this was a show that originally I only... I, I like to say that there are a lot of shows that I just kind of tangentially watch. You know, like out of the corner of my eye, I'm sitting on, on the couch on my phone and Jim's watching one of his stories. Um, <laughs> And this was one of them. So so I've, I've tangentially seen The Sopranos and Boardwalk Empire, but we got into, in the past you know few weeks, Dexter New Blood. Oh! oh we want to watch that. And it was, it's been really fun. We're on the, the, just finished the second to last episode. Okay. The, the demi-series finale is next week. Does it make up for the finale of the original ending? From what I hear, yes. Because again, only only a sideways kind of watch. Okay. But I'd, I've read and heard the discourse on how you know a lot of people did not like. Yeah, they thought it was a really not the finale. First of all, and, and not a lot of the last season as well. Yeah, but this has been really fun. Oh, good. What what is that on? Is that Netflix? Or? It's um, no. no, it's on one of the networks. I don't know if it's HBO or Showtime. It's probably Showtime. Okay, it's one of those. It's probably Showtime. But it's probably been a Showtime. Lot of fun. I think we have Showtime. Yeah, I think so too. Mm-hmm. I think so a lot too. Of good acting. I think so. I lo- I love um, what's his you're name? gonna say Hall. Michael C Michael, Hall Michael right? C Hall love he him. just he just I don't know if it's just identifying too much with the character but he just kind of weirds me out <laughs> he's and supposed to I know he well, obviously <laughs> he's totally the type of guy you're in the same room with him and you're like checking your pockets and like and then looking for a convenient exit where you know? is he where is uh-huh. he now can what's I make it to that window if I need <laughs> and yeah. I I never really watched Six Feet Under I just know him a teeny tiny okay, bit yeah, from that first started now. But I saw we um, saw him in Hedwig. Oh yeah, oh, he was great. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Oh my god! Surprisingly, yeah. I was. I, mm-hmm. He. I actually liked him. I wish they had a recording of his performance over Neil Patrick Harris's. And there's no like bootleg of that. Not that I'm aware. Of. I'm not aware of. I mean, Neil Patrick Harris was good in it. He's good, but the singing of it. He doesn't have the voice. It's not. It's not his kind of singing. You know. I didn't think Michael. Michael C. Michael C. Hall had it either. I didn't, I didn't he, know. But oh my god! Holy shit! Can that boy sing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, we well, were really you know, impressed with that. Between that and playing the MC, one would hope he could sing. Well, yeah. yes, that's right. You got to play the MC in like, cabaret. You, know, yeah. you can speak sing like like Rex Harrison. <laughs> yeah, right. Not quite. Uh, but we've been. What have you been watching new, Stephen? Or what have we been watching new lately? <laughs> well, without don't you, you know you're here. I know. But, he watches more TV than I do. Okay. Without you, I was I went back through the True Blood series. Okay. Which was it was cool. And the ending still sucks. The ending still sucks. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I forgot how bad this was. So that's two like, for two with yes. endings that still how suck. Do we, oh, how do we know, end? it's based on a series of books. 
and the ending of the book sucks, sucks. as well. Yeah, the oh, book it's sucks. actually oh, different. The, the book ending is different, different, kind of different from a TV series, right. and both and endings both suck. sucked. So it's consistent. In it was like okay, way, we, but not we ran out of shit to way. say, so we're gonna put you all around a picnic table, and everybody's gonna kiss and make up. Yeah, that was the at the end. It's like what? Well, that's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, it was fucked up. That's very strange. Fucked yeah. Up. Okay. Um, but I also watched the second uh, season of The The Witcher. Ah, yes, with uh, Henry Cavill, oh, right? Oh, my fucking God. He is gorgeous. Is, where is that on, and what is that on, and what is that The about? Witcher is... Is, is that Netflix? Netflix. Yes. Yeah. And it's it, it, it's about... Henry Cavill plays a witcher, uh-huh. which is... He's got, like, witch powers, but okay. he's a, he fights monsters. He kills monsters. Okay. It's after, like, a, a cataclysmic event happened, and all these monsters started coming, coming out, out of, of the, the woodwork, rocks and, so to speak. you know, everywhere, yeah. And so, these witchers uh, were killing the, but only for pay. So they oh, have well, a, okay. They have a, a, a type of... So it's of, not like Dexter, who does it for fun and for justice. Fun and yeah. yeah. But it's it's a really good show. You That's see enough. Henry Cavill's ass so much. Oh, okay, so then. So freaking hot. I, I would get on board <laughs> so that train, then. freaking mm-hmm. hot in this. But it's a really good story. It's a really good storyline. Hmm. Like and this it. is like some sort of post-apocalyptic in the future sort of deal? or um, No, it's totally, like, not of this earth. Okay. You right. know, it's a, t- a totally mm-hmm. different, totally sci-fi. Existence on realm. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. It's a whole other world. Yet they still have witches. Okay. Yeah. Which was a universal, I Mm. guess. (laughs) They have witchers. Witchers. And is it W-Y-T-C-H-E-R? No. Oh, so it's W-I-T-C-H-E-R. Well, now you've lost me. (laughs) If you're not going to have a cool spelling. I know, right? Really? My God. But it's Henry Cavill. And Bryce needs to the truth in the other room. Yes. <laughs> um, what else have we been watching? Oh, I know what we've been watching. It's a British series on Netflix. Mm-hmm. They just came out with the third season of it, but we just started the first season. Mm-hmm. It's called Sex Education. Yes. It's a, it's a it takes place in a high school. Uh-huh. And we thought Funny. it was gonna be like this stupid high school comedy series. Right. It's actually a it's very actually smart really, yeah. comedy series. I'm so it's, you've probably I'm seen the whether I've seen like ads on, on like Instagram or something. It's a, a kid, a nerdish They're in high school. gay kid who can't touch his own penis because it <laughs> makes him like gag. He can't masturbate. Well, he has all these sexual hang-ups primarily because that he is, is the son of a sex therapist. Oh, God. Who is played by Gillian Anderson. Oh, yes. okay. Who's, she's wonderful <laughs> in the role. Now, of both, she's wonderful And in both of his parents, before they divorced, wrote a book on sexual... Okay, so it's like having Hester's and Johnson as your parents. So So, she's always looking in his room. He's he puts tissues and 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 cold cream, you know, on the bed just to make it look like he did something. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like we used to have to hide it when we were growing up. He's like planting things. What happens, wow. he, he hooks up with this other girl in the school who's like kind of like on the outskirts of everything. And yeah, stuff. she's supposed to be the dirtbag of the uh, school. Right. And are we talking literally hooks up or just be No, friends? no, not literally. No, no, They're friends. friends. Okay. She needs money, so they devise So this. basically what they do is he takes what he learns from he- overhearing his mother's sessions uh, uh, and uses that to help 
the sex problems of, of his fellow high school students. Ah, so wow. they meet in this abandoned like bathroom on on the campus. The campus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he meets them in private, like they're in a, uh, it's it's a good show. It's very very funny. That sounds like fun. very very good. It's, it's, it's like it smart. It's, it's really not good. stupid raunchy. Right. It's a smart comedy. Yeah, I was really surprised. As only it was. the British can really do. Right, and we also watched the first episode of the Book of Boba Fett on Disney. Yes. Ah, mm-hmm. are yes, you a Star Wars aficionado? I would not quite put myself into aficionado. Um, Okay. Yes, You're familiar with the. My husband I am, is a Star the, Wars nerd. You are versed in the Star well Wars milieu. Yeah. <laughs> milieu. The Star Wars canon. Well, we watched it. I really, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. The first episode, usually, the first episode of every series is exposition. Sets yes, up of course. Everything. And Does with this just go into it, assuming you all know, you all know how this went. Well, that's mm-hmm. what happened because, well, first of all. Before this series, there was The Mandalorian. Yes. Boba Fett shows up on The Mandalorian, and The Mandalorian takes place 10 years after the events in Return of the Jedi. Okay. When Darth Vader is defeated, the Emperor defeated, (coughs) and the Rebels win. Right. This one, it's taking place both in that time period, but it starts off with explaining what happened to Boba Fett after he (laughs) fell into the Sarlacc pit in Return of the Jedi. (laughs) Because you see him in the Mandalorian, it's like, wait a minute, I thought he died in the did he get out? Yeah. How did he get out? Is this one of those record scratch? I'm wondering, I bet you're wondering how I got to this. Right? So basically, they start the series explaining how he got out of the Sarlacc pit. And the what first, to the him first, afterwards. the first right? scene. Some ex- yeah. It was great. It was a great way to start. The first scene is him getting out. It was. It was really. Cool. It really was. Man, literally. I have to do this. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> and he, he bases. He basically. He replaces Jabba the Hutt as the crime lord right. on the planet of Tatooine. Then, mm-hmm. and that's the whole premise of the series right you know, now. It's a living. So we we've yeah. we've enjoyed it so far. Right, yeah, it's been a good, good show. It really has been. We now move on to five faves. <laughs> And today, five faves in honor of the pending anniversary of the January 6th insurrection. Our five faves are our five favorite insurrections. I know, it sounds evil to have a five faves, but I was like, fuck it. It's Why not? I have one. It's the, the gay revolution. You mean the Stonewall riots? Well, fine. Take my number two. Yes, I know. That was on my list also. That was my number two. Okay. And it's the only one I fucking know. I'm bad at history. So you have no other insurrections on your list? I don't know. I gave you one. You're useless. Well, you know what? This is the one that changed my life. Tommy, come back real soon, okay? (laughs) I'm going to cut At least you come up with five most of the time. (laughs) No, he doesn't. No, he, he doesn't. Just bitches <laughs> until you say fine. We'll next. <laughs> so, what's next on your insurrection list? Then? All right, let's 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 go. But back. we're not going to go further into the Stonewall riots. We will. No, when I we think get we to all number know. two. We like know. I said, that was my number two. I got I got five, and one of them is a, a double. Okay, so my number five drum roll: the White Lotus Rebellion. Ooh, tell me about that one. I'm not <laughs> familiar. Does that have to do with vaginas? No. 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 In the King Dynasty, 
in China, Ooh. which was uh, the White Lotus Rebellion took place from 1794 to 1804. A rebellion, as I read from the Wikipedia entry, <laughs> pardon me, but it's there. And I had to have some sort of, you know, I'm talking directly to the microphone. Like yeah. It's my friend. You're my friend, microphone. <laughs> now I'm petting you. Okay. Um, anyway. This was a rebellion initiated by followers of the White Lotus Movement during the Qing Dynasty in China. And the reason that I like it is because White Lotus Rebellion sounds like a culturally inappropriate name for a fragrance. (laughs) And that is my number five. Try White Lotus. It's revolutionary. (laughs) White Lotus Rebellion for the revolutionary in you. Patrick? I, all that's going through my head is the White Lotus show. You know, oh, right, right, right. Yes, right, right. on HBO. And oh, my I God. I see him going face first into that kid's ass. Right. <laughs> I know. Best scene of that yeah. show. It always comes down to that with Steven. Yes, it does. In case anyone yeah. had any questions. All right. And your number five, Patrick, would be? My, well, I didn't go in like any preference order, but well, I'll, I'll go in historic. start now. I'll go in historical okay. order. Okay. I, I did have, the earliest one I had was the Stonewall Riots of mm-hmm. 1969. Okay. But my next one after that. 1794. No. 1969. You had nothing in between. Nope. I had nothing. Wow. This is not one of my favorites. Okay. All Most right. of the I'm ones kidding. that are my favorites are ones that I saw on TV. They okay. were televised and they mesmerized wait, me. Wait, wait. So you're saying that the revolution was televised? <laughs> yes. The revolution was televised. <laughs> At least according <laughs> to Trump Patrick. supporters. Get that through your fucking skull. <laughs> it was all it was televised. televised. Everybody has you the receipts. fucking idiots. Right. And it's screwed. All right. But anyway, my my number two on my list is from 1986 of February, the People Power Revolution in the Philippines. People got the power. They probably didn't use the Patti Smith song. No, no I don't think they I did. I just thought I'd throw that But out. for those of you not familiar with Filipino history at all... The Philippines was ruled by a dictator named Ferdinand Marcos. And his lovely wife, Imelda, who had a lot of shoes. Don't yes, fuck with a lot my, of my shoes. shoes. He calls me Imelda all the time. <laughs> and Nobody said anything about you. You just went there. <laughs> and three years prior to this revolution, there was this senator who was living in exile named Benino Aquino. Ah, yes. Uh-huh. And he decided to come back from exile. And as soon as he got off the plane, he was assassinated. And as, co- as you do. Yes, of course, Marcos denied that he was behind it, but everyone thought he was. Mm-hmm. And the country was not doing well economically. And before you know it, there was an election, and Aquino's widow, Corazon Aquino, uh, yes. decided to run for president against Marcos, because he decided to call a snap election to secure his power in office. As well, you do. Well, and it ended up being a really, really close election, and before you know it, it looked like Marcos won. So, of course, everyone suspected him of tampering. Mm. So, before you know it, loads of people were engaging in civil disobedience, work stoppages. The head of Marcos's army and another cabinet minister, I think, resigned and were working with Aquino. And at one point, they had two inaugurations going on, oh, wow. one for Marcos and one for, for Aquino. Aquino. And before you know it, the streets were filled with people. Like millions of people. Who's going to make my shoes? (laughs) What was interesting about this was how active the Catholic Church was involved in this Mm. revolution. There there was a cardinal there named, I think his name was Jaime Sin, (laughs) S-I-N. Physician, heal thyself. And... Mm. 
they, you know, he was basically took, you know, took the rebel side in the whole thing. And at one point, wow. when they were afraid that Marcos was going to go after the head of the army and this cabinet minister who were in this military camp, Sin got on the air and implored people to fill the streets around this camp to protect them, wow. and they did. And over two wow. million people supposedly filled this this area. People in the Philippines. So before you know it, Marcos realized he had no power and he flew off in a helicopter to Hawaii. And there was a musical made about. Him. Yes, there was. What the heck was the title of it? I can't remember. No, no, you're thinking of Miss Saigon. No, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. There was a musical several oh, years oh, ago. Oh, David the Byrne wrote the one that David Byrne yes, wrote. What the heck um, was it called? Ah, uh, here, here, here lies love. Here lies love. Here lies love. Thank you for reminding me of that. So we're just yes. bringing it all back around. <laughs> Good musical too. Musical really. Theater. Oh yeah, I love. I had a studio recording that with all the guest uh, oh, cool. singers. And, oh, it's excellent. But yeah, that was that's my my first or uh, well, second on my list. Mm-hmm. What's next on your list? Well, well obviously. Me again. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you have another insurrection? Well, the only other one that I've seen that touched me. Where, where did it touch <laughs> Where did it touch you? <laughs> Show us on the doll. <laughs> you shit. But the Tiananmen Square. Oh, yes. Okay. Ding, ding, ding. Nice one. Of the the man in front of the tank. Yes. You know, and that is always the image I have of... The passion these people had. Yeah, unfortunately, it ended. It ended badly. Badly, yeah. it really did. Uh, what's next on your list, okay. Mel? Mel. Well, obviously, I don't go for the historical background that some of us do. <laughs> I'm basically going for comedy. Okay? <laughs> so number four would be. <laughs> That moment in the Ten Commandments, when Moses goes up to the mountain to get the word of God, and all the Hebrews are down in the valley, and they start getting pissed off, and they start getting horny, and they start getting bored, so they build the golden calf, and debauchery ensues, and then Moses comes down, and boy, is he pissed. So that's my number four. That's your number four. And that's because my rationale behind that is because it's a classic movie and one has to watch it every Passover slash Easter. (laughs) It's a pivotal scene. It's a very pivotal scene. Then Jews ruin everything. Hey, hey, hey. But we build awesome golden calves. Great golden calves. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice horns. Give, and they wrote about pasta. Give, <laughs> yes. In the 5th uh-huh. century. So really, you know, do you want spaghetti? Or do you want the Ten Commandments? It's a tough, it's a tough call. choice. It's a tough call. All right. All right. So are we going back to Stephen for him to say nothing? Or no, no, it's my, it's my turn again now. My next one is from November of 1989. It was the Velvet Revolution in what was then Czechoslovakia. Ooh. It was all part of the whole, all basically the whole Eastern Bloc, all changing mm-hmm. over, the Soviet Union coming down. It was This was one of the peaceful ones. 
I just put this on my list because I love the name of it. Well, Velvet Revolution. Velvet. I just love the name of that. Come on. And you know, because going through, it's, going it's through probably his... similar to one of our quasi favorite, yeah. uh, quasi favorite uh, Ewan McGregor movies. Oh yes! Velvet oh my god! Yes. Oh my god! What a good movie that is. It's Woo. no train spotting, but it'll no, have it's to not. Do. But it's hot. It's hot. That movie. Oh Damn, god, is that movie hot? So much fun. Mm. So, so Stephen, what's next on your list of favorite insurrections? <laughs> Um, I don't know if it's my favorite, <laughs> one of my favorites, but it's one that I was involved with. Ooh. We both were, actually. Ooh. Bryce was. I wasn't also. at the Boston Massacre. <laughs> he should have. <laughs> How do we know? The, the, the whole, the, the BLM movement. Ah. It was close to our hearts, close to our home. Mm. It affected mm. Everybody. Yeah, we went to a rally here in that yeah. town. Good mm-hmm. or bad, it affected everybody. What what the bad thing was, we went to a rally in our town, and the oldest people there were us. Were us. Mm-hmm. You know, no one from the town in sight, of course. No one from the town. Only government authority nobody. figures were the police, of course. Because Farmingdale is a mean, nasty Republican. It's, yeah. yeah, it's just yeah, it's Red State That's City here. But I have to say, the the police at the rally in Farmingdale were very nice. Yes, they were. Mm-hmm. They I gotta were say that the police were very professional, very, very courteous you know, the whole time. That's, that's and there were no issues. There were no there problems. Were no right. issues. So. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a, a peaceful demonstration. It started yeah. on one ten, which anybody who doesn't know Route one ten, one yes. of the larger roads in North Farmingdale. South Thoroughfares. Um, it started there. There were some people yelling things with Trump flags on their cars, mm-hmm. you know, but mm-hmm. for the most part, it was a very peaceful demonstration. Yep. Right. And, it was. and inspiring speeches at yeah. the park. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it inspires you to, to, to get more involved. Mm-hmm. Get off your ass and stop being complacent. No matter who you are, you well, it's not affecting me too much, so I'm just going to... Mm-hmm. Let other people deal, and it's right. it's affecting everybody. So that's when we got up off our asses and did something. Yeah. All the way to Route One Ten. No, we drove down to the park. <laughs> <laughs> Bryce walked. Hello, in. we're old. We're old. I understand. Let the kids let the kids do the walk. We'll greet them at the end, and that's what we did. We greet them at the end. We'll be there with snacks at the end. We'll be there at the rally. We bought some water for them. Mm -hmm. It was great. Here you go. Have some water. You look a little parched. (laughs) All right. So so and on that note, what's next on your list? Number three is a tie. Ooh. Between. The Boston Tea Party. Ah, wow. yes. And the Whiskey Rebellion. Ooh, yeah. I almost put that one on my list, uh-huh. actually. Just because it involves whiskey. <laughs> and as anyone who knows me knows of my love for Dr. Pepper, any insurrection that is beverage-based would have to be on my list. So, there you go. We've got your tea and we've got your whiskey. Yes. Both of which I do love as well. Not as much as Dr. Pepper. No, no. Just so you know. Betraying my allegiance. (laughs) Next on my list. (laughs) Number... Are you up to two now? Uh, This is my number... Well, I I had one with Stonewall, then I had the Filipina, the Philippine Revolution. Then no three was Velvet Revolution. This is number four. Oh, okay. You're going in the... Yep. Number four is... Or two. From December 1989, the Romanian Revolution. Uh-huh. This was, I didn't really, I caught this news story about it at the time and everything. Mm-hmm. 
But then I watched some documentaries about it afterwards. It was, it was really fascinating what all happened. But the best part about this revolution was, uh, at the time, Romania was a communist country ruled by a man named Nicolae Ceausescu. Yes. Who tried to take a more independent path from the Soviet Union, tried to ingratiate himself more with the Western powers, mm. but he was also a ruthless autocrat. And... What had happened was there was this town, I guess, called Targoviste, it's called in Romania, wow. where oh, there uh, an uproar, some kind of unrest happened, and troops were sent there, but news of it spread, and the situa- the economic situation was dire at the time. Food, gas, electricity, everything was being rationed at that, at that, at that point. So Welcome Cha- to the Eastern Bloc. Right? Yeah, no. So Ceausescu decides, you know what, I'm going to make a speech and, you, you know, show people that we're strong or we're unified. And How'd that go? Well, they have it. You, you should see it. It's on YouTube, but that's it's part of these documentaries also. And you see him up there speaking. And obviously it's state-controlled TV. And all of a sudden there's some kind of disturbance in the crowd off camera. Mm-hmm. People are starting to boo and yell at him. Mm-hmm. And before we know it, the crowd starts getting unwieldy. Suppose there was a report of a shooting in the back of a crowd. And you hear Ceausescu trying to like calm down the crowd. We don't want to address the noise. No, no. This is Bryce. I know, but it kind of really worked with your, your point in the story. <laughs> I like it. There's a disturbance in the crowd. There's a disturbance in the crowd. Or Bryce but eventually the military, the, the military turned against them then. And he was eventually, he and his wife were eventually captured, and they put on this kangaroo court of a trial, which they also videotaped, of and then they executed him, like, right afterwards, and that was the end. But it was, a, I mean, it was probably well, not a just end, but it was probably a worthy end for this guy. He and his wife? He and his wife, wow, yeah. just... Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they were not well-liked. No. Although supposedly in polls now, I guess the situation is not is not that is pretty bad there now in Romania, mm-hmm. and they took polls of people saying, "Yeah, if Ceausescu was alive today, we'd vote for him." It's like, what's wrong with this world? Oh you said God. Romania. You said Romania, and then you said they took polls. It's like, where did they take them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's going on with the polls? Can't they just leave the polls alone? They've got their own problems. Oh my gosh! So, Stephen, what's next on your insurrection list? I think the only other one I know of is the American Revolution. <laughs> Nicely done. Hey, you know what? It's when the 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 little guy said enough is fucking enough. Mm-hmm. Let's rebel against the crazy ass king. And that's King George, not King Trump. <laughs> Same difference. Really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, six of one, half a dozen of the other. Oh, I get well. Crumbs. Oh, get your crumbs over I got crotch. crumbs in my crotch. Or, or get Abigail over it. Well, my number two is Stonewall, because you don't piss off the drag queen. Yes. No. Okay, so I'm going to have to skip to my number one. Okay. Which was a little something that happened in France in uh, 1832. The little 1832 student rebellion documented in a little musical <laughs> called Les Miserables. <laughs> <laughs> Which it was a fucking loaf of goddamn red. <laughs> Which show that you can build a functional barricade out of desks and chairs and barrels and, you know, now whatever really, spare When I was reading about that at the time, you know, in the history of it, that was really one of the more, in, that was really like one considered like one of the minor insurrections. There, were, there was the Paris Commune well, yeah, and well, all these yeah. other 
insurrections mm. that happen too. Well, you don't want a major one if you're going to musicalize it. This yeah. is true. You can because fictionalize you've got it all, more. Yeah, you've got all these you know stories going on at the same time. That's still made a great story. You don't story. want history to get in the way. Heaven forbid. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> but anyway, so as as I said when when Patrick approached me about this. My first comment was when he asked, your, your homework for tomorrow is, give me a list of your top five insurrections. And how did I respond, Patrick? Insurrections? <laughs> and the answer was yes, insurrections. Yes. In honor of the, the anniversary of the January 6th rebellion. I couldn't yes. think of a more fitting five fave category. Yes. So I then asked him if I could go theatrical. Yes. And so I. I actually thought she was going to go another way. Yes, tell them the way you think. I thought you were going to go the way, if you're familiar with the movie uh, or the musical, The Cradle yes. Will Rock, which is a story of a musical that was prohibited from care. being put on stage. Uh, this is during the 1930s. Mm-hmm. But the, Mark Blitzstein. Yes, by Mark Blitzstein. But the company said, well, we're going to put it on anyway. And they had a really hard time finding a theater that would allow them to do it because they didn't want to break any union rules or the law. I hoped he had. So they basically, what they did was, Mark Blitzstein appears on stage with a piano and starts playing the score of the show. And before you know it, the actors were all in the audience, all started rising from the audience. And they started performing the actual show. They wouldn't go on stage. Because right. I'd be in violation of the rules, mm-hmm. but they performed the show in the theater nonetheless. And that was that was WPA, right? Yes, it was. Yes, yes mm-hmm. WPA project. Yes, and a, and a very <coughs> fun movie with a lot of. Uh, oh my uh, God! Everyone's in it. John yes. Cusack, Joe Cusack, oh God, Bill Murray. So Dude, who played um, Who played Orson Welles? Was that like Liam oh, Schreiber? Or oh, that guy's or? name! I can't yeah, remember his name. He's a great actor. Okay, well, uh, I can't think of his Everybody? name. He's an excellent actor. Go to um, IMDb. Quickly. And what's his name plays John Houseman? Um, Carrie. Carrie Elvis, Elvis, Elvis plays uh, John Houseman. I don't know why I'm on my phone. My computer's right behind me. I know, right? <laughs> Good, we're giving the way back machine a rest tonight. <laughs> okay, so we're getting you spiked. Thank you, Bryce. You're welcome. Not too much. I have to drive. Not too much. Hank, is, Hank Azaria plays Mark Blitchstein. Yes. Ruben Blades plays Diego. Yes, Rivera. Yeah, Ruben Blades is in that. He plays. John yes. Cusack plays Nelson the Rockefeller. Rockefeller. Oh, he's great in that part too. Cherry Jones is in it. Yes. Bill Murray, Vanessa Redgrave plays Countess Constance Lagrange. Yeah, she's great. She's a hoot. Not. Susan Sarandon is in it. Jamie Sheridan, who you would know from various crime procedurals. And yep. I, think he's, yeah. I think he's married to someone famous. Too. Yeah, I think he is too. Yeah, John Turturro, Emily Watson, Bob Balaban, Jack Black. Yes. Playing the yes. character of Sid. Oh yes. my God, he's a riot. Paul Giamatti. Barnard Hughes, bless his heart. Yeah. Uh, Victoria Clark. I didn't realize Victoria Clark. Oh, was I didn't in know that. she was in it too. Wow. wow. Somebody I went she? to. I don't know. Um, Maxine Elliott's. Dulcie Fox, okay. okay. Daniel Jenkins from from um, uh, Big River. Yes. The wonderful Daniel Jenkins. Uh, Timothy Jerome, who played the Phantom several times. Blah, 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 blah. Somebody I went to college with. We don't need to go into that. <laughs> uh, getting into the the lesser characters. You get the people like the trombone and clarinet players who I don't know. Oh, Stephen Spinella uh, was uh, uh, Brenda Presley. Ba, 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 Marla Schaffel. 
Gretchen Mall. Ooh, Gretchen Mall. Mm-hmm. As, Marion, as Marion Davies. There we oh, go. Oh, okay. She gets a real good character yep. there. <laughs> Vincent Foster. Not did we determine who played Orson Welles? Uh, did I not see that yet? What the fuck? It's got to be on there. Excuse my French. It's this name, like, I'm going to hear it. It's like an Irish-Scottish name. Oh, Sarah Highland was in it as uh, Sarah Highland, one of the little kids from Modern Family, all semi-grown up. Probably not. Oh, Stephen Skybell, who was recently in the um, Yiddish Fiddler as Tevya, played Bertolt Brecht. Okay. Who knew? Audra McDonald, Michelle Park, Greg Edelman. Everyone, his mother is in this Seriously. movie. Seriously. Yeah. I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. PJ Brown, who's done a lot of stuff. And you still don't too. know the name of the guy what who played the, I'm Wilson trying Wells. here. Oh my God. I'm getting into the lesser cast. I'm going to have to go Still no sign of land. Uh, Angus, How long Angus is Angus McFadden. That's it. Okay. Thank you. How did I miss him? How did I miss Parks? I don't know how you miss Angus McFadden mm. with a name like that. <laughs> how could you miss Angus? He's a, he's yeah. a, after he does a wonderful Orson Welles in that. Yes. He really is. The whole movie is wonderful. I highly, highly recommend yes. it. It's one of my all-time favorite movies. For entertainment. Karen Lynn Gorney was a dancer in it. Ooh. Ooh. I just realized we got off topic again. We're still doing our insurrections. Yes. No, we off topic is an interaction. Well, yes, I know, but now we're getting the IMDb Tim Robbins credits was, here. Was a, did a voiceover, uncredited. Yes. Franklin D. Roosevelt played himself in archival footage. Oh, how nice of well, him. Well, it's it's <laughs> as did as did Haile Selassie. <laughs> Hi, Haile. Hi. Are we done with this? No, no, no. Because I still have to get my last one. So what's oh, your last he was, one? He was billed fifth. My last one. Was the coup d'etat against Mikhail Gorbachev in August of 1991. Oh. I always remember the image of Boris Yeltsin standing on a tank. Yeah. Holy crap. In Moscow. Bryce put a lot of bourbon in this. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> but that was the amazing thing about all, most of these revolutions that I listed, is that we got to see them on TV. Yeah. Because who thunk that the revolutions were, were televised. televised. But it's just an amazing thing. I mean, I'm like still amazed by the fact that we saw, hmm. like, the, the whole, we talked about this with Tommy, the whole Columbine incident. Oh. And that was, yeah. on. I was glued to my set all live. day long mm-hmm. watching It was live. That. It was live. And, yeah, it was... The, Challenger. Yeah. yeah. Challenger. Challenger Challenger. Right? Challenger happened when I was home from high school on a snow day. You know, I could remember sitting there in my little yellow nightgown watching it happening on live television. Yeah. So, and, yeah, to me, like I said, I mean, it may sound naive, but to me, it's it's miraculous that we're able to see all these right. things right. now. It's just, it's amazing. Hundred years ago, mm-hmm. unheard of right. to have recorded these kind of events. It's funny because we were, we were, my husband and I were kind of talking about something similar. When you think about, when you think about the industrial age and everything that happened in the last century, yeah, progress wise, there's there's been no span of time before that where you went from. You know, not being able to get off the ground to going to the moon. Yeah. You know, <laughs> to, to, you know, pick two points on the line. I think and our technology is advancing faster than we are as a species. <laughs> as as, as yeah. we are, and as we are as people, certainly. Right. I mean, please, there's a Tesla in fucking space orbiting <laughs> in space. Right, go like figure. Like, we fucking needed a, a Tesla. Oh, but I'm actually yeah. glad that they're they're, they're going to be. It's going to be private enterprise that's going to go. push the exploration mm-hmm. of space. Now mm-hmm. these governments aren't going to be able to afford to do it anymore. Right. You know, right. you know they have their they have their satellites set up for whatever they need. If they find something on some planet, like I said, it's going to be private enterprise. It's going to be spearheading mm-hmm. now 
all the space exploration. And these assholes have so much money. Let them spend a little on that, okay? It's not going to make a dent. Well, that's okay. I mean, people complain like, yeah, for all that money they're spending on a penis-shaped rocket, you could be spending it on paying your people better, which is absolutely true. Yep. Anyway, I think this concludes five (laughs) faves. Five faves. We didn't, like, elaborate on the the Stonewall riots. Well, what's there to elaborate on? Other than, like I said. What are we going to say? Don't fuck with the drag queens. Yeah. Don't fuck with the... Hmm? They'll fuck you up. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Give credit where credit's due. The drag queens deserve the credit. Yes. We now move on to our final <laughs> segment. In other words, Steven, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that interpretation. <laughs> we now move on to Grumpy Old Gay Men Gripe of the Week. Oh, gosh. In this case, Grumpy Old Straight Lady Gripe of the Week. I <laughs> You guys gripe first. I, I, this was the one thing I did not prepare. Cause God, anyone who knows me knows how many gripes. <laughs> well, see if you can prioritize them and sort them out. Right. We'll ask Stephen first. What's your gripe of the week? What's your gripe of the week, Stephen? Give me some ideas. Give me something to work with here. These, these big stores at Christmas time. This Christmas, it wasn't that crowded. At the stores, mm-hmm. which well, is great. Every, people in, were yeah, shopping online. Point. I restarted too late to, to get anything online because you needed to give it three months for shipping. <laughs> but I remember growing up, Macy's was a great store to shop at. Mm-hmm. It was a civilized store to shop at. Mm-hmm. And now you walk in there and it's the same shit that they had four years ago on the floor. Mm-hmm. And it's literally on the floor. It's like a freaking flea market Mm -hmm. that you have to dig through to find something. And it's the customers that think that they can just Mm -hmm. toss things on the floor. Because they're idiots. But it's also the workers that nobody takes pride in what they do anymore. I worked retail. Mm -hmm. I worked retail for a very freaking long time. And And they're probably still being paid the same wage you were paid back when you worked retail. Which is very sad, Mm because I know people that used to make a living out of working at Macy's, Mm -hmm. and they were very proud of working at Macy's. Mm -hmm. You know, I worked in department stores. I worked for Home Depot for 10 years. I Hell, I worked at Kmart. Mm -hmm. I was an assistant manager in Kmart, and we still took pride in the store you know and then all, now all of a sudden it's like everything's gone to shit because people's i don't know people just think they they deserve to be waited on but not by a salesperson they think that a maid follows them around to clean uh, up after them yes you know it's it's just disgusting mm-hmm. it's it's absolutely disgusting we were in this the store and it, you you couldn't find Two of the same thing on the same rack. Right, right. Mm-hmm. It was all just... Much a, less anything in, like, a size order or Oh, for, uh, forget about size order. And you know what? That, during the holidays, they were fine. I'll accept it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of but, times if you're in a, a shop... A, a and now they like that, have, Get a hunt for your one. They what, have what one register open per floor oh, God. in Macy's. Wow. Yeah. Yikes. It's like, you gotta be kidding me. Kidding me? Well, that's my gripe for the week. Okay, I have a related. I have. I have a related gripe. You have a related to, gripe to his gripe when you're standing on a line and the. I hesitate to use this phrase, but I'm gonna. The Karen next to you starts bitching about how long it's taking, and 
oh my God, can't, why is, can't you open up another register and the person looks to you like you're going to back them up? Yeah. It's like, yeah. honey, it's a line and yeah. it's Christmas. And, and don't you have bigger fish to fry than that? And if you don't, bully for you, but I'm not playing along. I'll be angry because the lines are long. But I won't take it out on the cashier. Yes. The cashier is doing what they or can. It's feel like, like announcing it to the general public exactly. is going to help you in any exactly. way. You're behind me, bitch. You came after me. Yeah. So, so, so oh, do you think I'm going to graciously <laughs> give you my spot in line because you are the queen of yeah, the world? No. And you apparently need to get out faster than I do? No. No. Just hush. No, Just no, no. hush, sweetheart. The the, the poor cashiers at Christmas go through hell. Oh, I'm sure. They they go through hell and they're paid like crap. Mm-hmm. They yeah. don't deserve yeah. it. Yeah. If I was one of them, I'd probably punch a few people. <laughs> probably. 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 Pat, probably. 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 <laughs> yeah. I don't bring I don't yeah. bring firearms to work, so <laughs> my it's, fists will have to do. It's highly likely. Yes. <laughs> Stephen would punch a bitch. <laughs> Got a gripe for us? Actually, I didn't have one until this box came. Entenmann's boxes. <laughs> Entenmann's boxes. <laughs> I've been growing up with Entenmann's oh my God. all my life before they were in their <sighs> current corporate state and became what they are today and stuff. I love their products. <laughs> I'm a big fan of all your products, especially love your crumb cakes. Oh, my God. I can remember so many mornings eating that crumb cake for breakfast. Still do sometimes. We really love your chocolate chip cookies. But your he boxes. Said that, he, he said, said that, that directly. To the cookies. Yes, I did. I love them. Patrick is speaking. But your boxes <laughs> are impossible. You make it so you have to rip the box open practically. Oh we have to perform major surgical procedures here to get a box open without ripping it. We shouldn't have to do that. It's you true. have to you take can't... duct tape to put it back to together. Put it back oh together. my god, I love yes. the on the floor. So please, you guys are smart. You must have a research and product development division there. Find some other way of sealing your boxes that makes it easier for your customers to open and to later reseal them. This is the funniest. Without thing. having to rip the box. I hate the cake boxes that they only have the flip up side. Oh yeah. The whole cake. Box it used to flip open. open. Anymore. It Not open anymore. Like this now anymore. it opens it's on the, the side like and you got to slide it out. Yeah. Oh, like that's going to end well. It's like motherfucker, oh I got to get my counter all filthy. <laughs> I am now going to throw two it's members delicious. of my family under the bus. Oh. Cuz back in the day, growing up as a child, my brother, who will probably not listen to this, nor will my husband, since he's not on Facebook and, and does not do like podcasts and stuff. Um, my brother would pretty much tear apart any Entenmann's box. So you know, you go to it, and it's like, oh my god, half half the half the side of it is ripped clean off. Well, almost clean off, hanging by a thread. And and then there's the other side where the tabs have not even been like pushed apart at <laughs> yeah. all. Uh-huh. And then I got married. <laughs> and the same thing happens in my cupboards right now. That's like, oh, honey, can't you, can't, why is this flapping all over the place? Can't you put your finger? And sli- it, like I did yes. before with the uh-huh. cookie, and, and you couldn't get it in. But the- <laughs> good thing I'm good at lubing that finger and getting it into tight places. 
segue into into Entenmann's box opening directions that sound like sex. Wow. But there's this weird, the weird thing that they always have, not on this box, unfortunately. Now it's got the oval thing that you got to pop. The little tab thing. You you got to pop that Uh out. Uh-huh. It's like, what the it's fuck ridiculous. And then you pop that, and it and still you, doesn't you, open. You pop that, and the whole side flips yes, up. Yes, uh-huh. You pop that, and then you still have to get your finger in between yep. there and make it all the way around. Yep. Yeah. So you win for Gripe of the Week. <laughs> right? It's my, the worst. That my is ex, the worst. Yeah. My ex used to take the box and not open it, but he would cut the cellophane. That was the, the cellophane window. You do what you have to and do. And just take it. I'm like, what the? F-? You do what you have yeah. to do. Do you know. want those cookies or don't you? <laughs> <laughs> and the answer is yes, yes, I do want those cookies because the little motherfuckers are addictive. Right? And it's like, it's great that they're getting rid of the, the plastic, the cellophane uh-huh. and stuff. Yeah. Right. You know, not on everything, as you can of see, because the cupcakes <laughs> still happen. But on the cookies, but you know what? Your cookies got smaller after you took the cellophane away. <laughs> it's like, it's... Which it's, makes no sense, really. The, the host at church is bigger. <laughs> Not tastier. The body of Christ is bigger. <laughs> and at least you got a shot of wine with it. The power of, <laughs> the power the of power cookie of the compels cookie. you. The power of cookie <laughs> compels oh, you. No. I miss the Entenmann's outlets. Oh, yeah. Oh, mm. we used to load up. There's mm. one in Virginia, Delaware or Virginia, going down to my mother that we always... That's a little bit far to go right now. Well, we go down to my mother in North Carolina and we stop there and it's like, yeah, somebody's got to have somebody's got to have an empty trunk box. because <laughs> there's, you know, the, the English muffins, the 19 cases of English muffins, the... <laughs> Aunt Claire likes the cream-filled cakes, but it's oh got to be God. a certain cream-filled cake, and it's only only in that oh intimate that you can get it. It's like the people who come back to New York and like load up on bagels that they freeze and then take back to yes, we have to do that. Where... We have to do that too. We have to bring bagels down. Well, that's a fair exchange. Yeah, you bring the bagels down. You bring the intimates. Intimates. That's yeah. it. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so here we are. We now come to the conclusion of our show. Aww. We will not be here next week. I won't be here next week because I don't live in your house. No, you yeah. don't. But we won't be here either. Well, I could I if you play your cards right. <laughs> I'm a good cook. I'm no Steven, but you know, yeah. I can do But next Certain week things. next week I will be in tech week rehearsals. For a play called See How They Run down at the Manus Studio Theater in uh-huh. Lindenhurst. Feel free to come down. We're running Dude. from uh, January 14th through the 30th. Do I get to make the comment that I didn't make on Facebook? What's that comment? <laughs> Who are you playing, Patrick? I am playing the Bishop of Lax. Does anyone polish you? <laughs> no. <laughs> no one polishes me. No. But yes, I am playing a bishop. And God I am, help us all. And I am also in rehearsals. For yes, Stevenson rehearsals for on the Orient Express. Ooh. Yes, at South Shore Theater. Just which is going up, the on the up the block. on the twenty first. Technically, it's up the block. It's right? literally yeah. five five steps doors away. down. <laughs> Mere steps away. I'm in the small black box type mm. of theater, and he's in the large. Fancy, brand new fancy, theater. Now, now multi million. Yes, brand new. Yeah. It's, it's actually a really good it's job. It's actually a beautiful, so I hear. Yeah. So I hear. beautiful I, space. I've 
gotten to see like diagrams and photos of it before. Uh, no, I'm very impressed with the whole structure. Uh, I posted pictures of it on, on oh. Facebook, so oh, okay. look for it. it okay. I mean, I the, the stage right. looks beautiful. Yeah, they, and the upstairs offices they did a great job with yeah. too. They yeah. made so much great use of that space. About time, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And and Knockwood uh, may may it all go well. Yes, yes exactly. So next week we will be running an outtakes episode, <laughs> including some cuts from our New Year's Eve special episode, which we re- re- uh, in we which we reviewed our favorite movies and, and films and be an TV shows of twenty twenty one. In the meantime, I want to no thank. No outtakes from this episode because I was. Perfect. You were just yes. fabulous, darling. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> I'm tossing my hair. Yeah, just so you know. See me toss my hair. Toss, toss. I toss my hair, but it's in the closet. <laughs> right. Well, that makes something in this house. <laughs> yeah. I want to thank my husband and producer Stephen Prendergast for filling in for Tommy Gibbons. Hey, big shoes to fill. <laughs> big shoes to fill. Right. I'm lying on the wall. I'm still sober, though. So I know. It's, it's, mm. I'm not the same as Tommy. Yes, and Tommy, you were sorely missed, so please hurry sorely back. Missed. Yeah, you were, you pain in the ass. I haven't seen you for like three years now. Right. <laughs> Thomas, and I haven't met your dog. <gasps> no, you haven't met Louie? I have not met Louie. Oh, Louie's a beautiful Tommy. dog. Shame on him. Tommy. Louis a terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> but a cute terrorist. Oh, yes, he's he a very is. cute terrorist. <laughs> yes, but he's he a is. God loves a terrorist. <laughs> we also want to thank our special guest, Melanie Lipton. Lipton. No, no, thank you. Who came, no, he, who you. came in here at the last minute when we realized that just having me and Steve and I without Tommy wasn't the same thing. This we needed a guest. It would just be us <laughs> in the living room. Yeah, it's like, yeah, we don't need yeah. just us. We do this all the time for us, for a, a daily He'd ritual. He'd still be yelling at me like... Of course. Well, yeah, that goes without saying. Except he'd be bitchier. Yes. Oh, please. <laughs> and not, the bitchy and not one. projecting for uh, <laughs> right. radio. But we That's thank right. you very much. No, it was a pleasure you. having this you on fun. here. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I we did. hope we have you back we'll on in the future. I would love to. It was nice having a lady's touch to the show. Oh, uh, yeah. I will touch you anyway. Never no, that doesn't sound right. Say no more. Well, you know, <laughs> you're not paying me for this one. You want me to do more yeah. than that? You're going to have to pay me next time. Yeah. I do have my standards. Yes. And they are low. She is an actress, you know. Right? They are so low. <laughs> Our podcast episodes are available on Spotify, Stitcher, Spotify. Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and many other podcast providers. Well, smell you, Nancy Drew. We also have a website, www.grumpyoldgamemenandtheirdogs.com. If you go to our website with each episode, we provide links to our episodes. And we are also now providing uh, bonus material for each of our episodes. So we'll be hopefully posting videos of some of the topics we talked about, like some of the insurrections we talked about, and uh, Sterling Holloway. I have known and loved. But yes. yeah, but it's Sterling a, Holloways I have known and loved. But it's you'll enjoy Cartoon the bears I've known and loved. Right, but you bears I've known and loved. But we think you'll enjoy the supplemental material to our episodes. Yes. Also, leave us a comment, a review. We would love to hear from you at all. A you comment. Leave Tommy a Any comment. suggestion, right? We are on Facebook. <laughs> Tell them you want me to come back. Yes. yes. I on, want me to come back because yeah. this was fun. You can find us on Facebook and on Twitter. And hopefully in the future, we'll You're be on... on Twitter? I didn't know that. Yes, we are on, on Twitter. Twitter. Yes, on Twitter. 
good. Yeah, we're getting very yeah. popular on Twitter yes. and on Facebook. A lot of follow people following us. Followers on Facebook and Twitter, right? More than seven hundred. Seven hundred was last I heard. We had. No, we're now at seven hundred and fifty downloads. Ooh. So we're, we're very happy about that. Oh, very nice. We'll keep Tap growing every day. And if you want to contact Patrick, you can contact him at, at Patrick at Grumpy Old Game and Their Dogs dot com. <laughs> and no, Tommy, you don't have a fucking email address, <laughs> bitch. I think he knows that already. <laughs> I don't think that was just for Tom. No, I don't. <laughs> so that concludes our episode tonight. Enjoy our out. Our I was going to say our outcast episode. <laughs> Enjoy our outtakes episode next week, and we'll be back here the week of January eighteenth. Until then, have a good life. <laughs> Bye, bitches. Da 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 da